1: Welcome into the DMVR Buffs Podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I don't have much of a plan for today's show. There is a lot of stuff to talk about, um, and I guess it's about time for me to decide where to start. But uh, I guess the first thing we have to do is talk about our presenting sponsor here at the DMVR Buffs Podcast, which is, like I said, Manscaped. Uh, Manscaped is probably the most important company in my life. Ah, either that or DraftKings, now that I think of it. And I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But, uh, yes, Manscaped. Uh, They they make all sorts of products designed specifically for men. And they understand that, you know, not all of us are great at uh, grooming below the belt. Or even above the belt, but below the neck, I guess. Whatever you want to say, chest hair and back hair is and so they make products that make all that stuff easier Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is a nick free trimmer that means and i again if i feel like if i say that you cannot hurt yourself with it somebody's gonna go and like try to prove me wrong don't do that but just know that it is specifically designed so it can't hurt you i have never hurt myself with it and i've hurt myself with all sorts of different things that you wouldn't even believe so Lawnmower 3.0, a super powerful trimmer without the risk that you would normally associate with a blade that is super powerful that you're, uh, putting below the belt, uh, just great stuff, you guys should check it out for yourselves at manscaped.com, and if you decide you want to pull the trigger on anything, uh, we would recommend the, uh, perfect package 3.0, comes with all of my favorite products, um, and you get a discount because you buy them all as a package, um, if you do decide to pull the trigger though, uh, use the code DMVR20 for 20% off your purchase and uh, also free shipping. Good stuff at manscape.com. Okay. Um, so two sorts of news. There's some recruiting news that we got to get to. There's also some CSU stuff we got to get to. I'm not really sure which is the bigger news, which is typically what I do first because they are so different. Um, but, but I guess let's just knock the CSU stuff out uh quickly so um the there is news coming out today um basically some accusations from some players that uh the the current sto- coaching staff at Colorado State the football coaching staff um that is now being led by uh, Steve Adagio after uh, Bobo was fired over this winter um that they are not handling the coronavirus situation all that well. Um, Accusations of things like saying that players should not um, tell anybody about symptoms if they do have them, um, that that the players, if they do quarantine, um, they won't um, be, it will impact their playing time, that sort of stuff. Um, And we don't really know exactly what is going on because there has been a very vocal group of uh, Colorado State players, actually, that are speaking out against um, this story that was published by the Coloradoan. Um, you know, let's actually get into that in a second. I, sh- I should share a couple more details about the story. Um, I kind of want to move quickly, but this is an important thing to not just move quickly through. So I changed my mind. Um, so it, like I said, story from the Colorado in, um, you know, there's a quote from an anonymous player because uh, the, the player obviously was scared of retribution. As you'd expect, he said, I believe there's a cover up going on at CSU, but they could only cover it up so long. And now that we have so many cases across athletics, they can't cover it up anymore. It's not about the health and safety of the players, but about just trying to make money off of the players. Um, there's an athletic department staff member who said there are some red flags in the athletic department, but the common denominator with this administration is to protect the coaches before the student athletes. And that makes them feel more like cattle than student athletes. Um, the, they said that there were uh, 10 players and staff who contacted the Colorado in, in the last week to talk about this. Again, they all wanted to be anonymous. Um, Joe Parker said, uh, well, the story says he said he is, uh, disappointed in the criticism, but believes CSU has a solid COVID-19 plan. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically the, the full story. Um, but like I said, there are, um, players who are refuting what was being said. And, uh, you know, Sean Keeler from the Denver Post, uh, he's he's done most of their college sports coverage, um, at, at least since I've been here. He said um, that a CSU player called him to strongly refute published accusations against Colorado State football coach Steve Adagio. Um, and he offered to line up more players to speak in defense of the current staff. And here's the line that I think is uh, maybe the most interesting and, and that is uh, the last sentence here where he says, said some on roster have an agenda. So, again, uh, obviously we don't have all the information. We're still kind of working off of a whole bunch of different stuff. And I really don't want to speculate all that much about um, what's going on especially because this is the Buffs podcast this isn't the Rams podcast um, you can hear from Justin Michael later tonight if you want to hear a whole bunch more thoughts about this but the truth is I don't cover CSU so I don't have all the smartest things to say um, but um, it is worth noting that Steve Adagio did not have the greatest reputation among a, a lot of former players um, from his time at his previous job at Boston College and um, you know, there's it's kind of popping up today because this is kind of the big news across college football, really. Um, but, you know, national writers bringing things up like when Andre Williams, who, um, at least according to Alex Kirshner, was the best player at Boston College um, when Steve Adagio was there. Uh Andre Williams tweeted after Adagio was fired and said, yo, can I just tell y'all how happy I am for BC football right now? You know, there was the story. I I can't remember who else it was. There was another former player who moved on to go to the NFL who wanted to come back and go to games, but Adagio wouldn't let him in. There's, there there are some stories of this kind of thing. Um, Important to monitor this stuff. um, And we will continue to do that here again. If you want more information, more perspective, (laughs) As much as I don't want to say stop listening to my podcast, um, I, I think sometime in the next hour or two, it's 5.30 now, which is an important piece of information, um, Justin Michael of DMVR Rams will have his own podcast up talking about this sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, there's kind of the uh, what you need to know about the Rams coronavirus scandal, controversy, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know what? Before we get into happy stuff, Uh, let's, uh, take a little pause. Ooh, and talk about some really happy stuff because, uh, oh wait, I actually have to shift this, but, uh, Breckenridge Brewery, very good beer, uh, a beer that I've been drinking a lot of. What was yesterday? Uh, the Mile High City Copper Lager. Now, I'm not going to lie, uh, that beer was a little bit hoppy for me. You know, I'm typically more of a lighter beer type of guy, but I will say that after I'd like tried it and, uh, took a couple drinks of it, I was like, oh, This actually is pretty good. And so I think that I can say that Breckenridge has found a way to change my taste in beer to make me more open-minded about beer. So uh, this is a weird way to go about this. But if you're somebody who is trying to like more different types of beer, try Breckenridge beers because they're going to give you the best kind of every kind of beer. And then maybe like it's, it's one of those things where, oh boy, where am I going? Um... Maybe you say like y- you drank like some sort of like weird juice before, like call it like cranberry juice. And like the first juice you ever tried was cranberry and you're just like, oh, this is terrible. And everybody'd be like, yeah, you know, it's not the best juice. And so you kind of swear off juice for forever. Um, but then somebody just has a glass of apple juice and there's like, bro, you really should try this. I mean, everybody likes this stuff and you try it. And you enjoy it, and you're like, oh, this is good. And then maybe you go through a little progression where you're like, huh, I like apple juice. Maybe I'll try some orange juice. And so you go with orange juice, and then you go with, like, oh, what other juice? Probably not pineapple juice. That's a bad one. Um, but uh, oh, what is the third best juice? I honestly don't know. But eventually, you like, work your all the way all the way through. Maybe grape juice goes in there, like purple grape juice and then white grape juice. And then after that, you get to uh, cranberry, and you're just like, okay. I've tried all these other juices. Maybe it's time to give cranberry juice another try. And so you drink it and you're just like, oh, wow, this actually is, you know, it's maybe not my favorite juice, but juice is good. I, this is... <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, so if you don't like hoppy beers, like uh, like IPAs, that's not really your thing, maybe just try the Hot Peak IPA and uh, be like, oh, wow, this is what a really good IPA tastes like. Actually not bad. And then maybe you can start to like work around some other hoppy beers, um, because I'm pretty sure that's what's happening with me through Breckenridge beers, especially that Mile High City Copper Lager. Um, so yeah, Breckenridge beers, very good, probably very good to make you open-minded people, which is very important at a time like right now. Um, so yeah, check them out. You can use the beer locator at the Breckenridge brewery website. It'll tell you all the different places where you can try whatever Breckenridge beer it is that you want to try Uh, you can go to Davidson's Beer Wine and Spirits you can go to the DMVR bar you can go to King Supers or liquor stores or gas stations or I don't know wherever sells beers probably sells Breckenridge beers because they're the best ones that's what you want to carry Uh, so yeah do that also want to give a shout out to our friends over at MSU Denver Online MSU Denver Online is In my opinion, the greatest online university in the Rocky Mountain region. Um, There's probably some stats to back that up. I know that it has a reputation with people that I've talked to about this. Um, I can't say that I have taken classes from online schools before, but our very own Ali Monroy and Harrison Wind can. They've been taking classes at MSU Denver Online, and they have rave reviews. Um, they, They think that the strength, really is how engaged the teachers are and how responsive they are to emails and questions, but also that they pull professors from actual businesses in the area, and they can actually teach you real-life skills, like things that you can apply. It's not like going to, you know, a history class and going and getting lectures. They want to train you so that you can get a job in the field that they're training you for, and that's really what it is. It's more training than teaching, um, which is very useful, in my opinion, Um, you know, here's what Harrison had to say, he said, it's real life skills to use in the workplace, not bullshit fodder that you'll never apply after the class is over, I think this is the one time I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but I'm not totally sure, Um, I should figure that out though, maybe I can open up the uh, vocabulary a bit, point is, MSU Denver Online, uh great online school great reviews from the people who are going there through dmvr but also from around um all the different areas where people would want to try online school whether it's their first time going to school they're trying to go back they're working another job Uh, it's very flexible it's very convenient convenient if you want more information on the over 700 courses that you can take online at msu denver or the over 30 programs that will get you a degree you can go to msu denver Dot com slash online okay uh some happy stuff we love that um and we're getting to some really happy stuff later it's actually kind of like stressful stuff that we're getting to later but uh also happy this is I, i've been doing some weird foreshadowing these last couple days and i gotta stop with that stuff uh yes so some buffs news uh you may remember the, about one month ago maybe a month and a half ago When everybody was worried about Carl Durrell's staff's recruiting, they're saying, Wow, they only have two guys signed. They only have three guys signed. How are they going to be able to fill out a class? And, you know, I tried to talk everybody off the ledge. You know, they're probably only going to have 16, 17 spots. So it's not going to be like last year. I want to say they brought in 22, somewhere in that 22 to 25 range last year. Um, That won't be the case this year. And it's not because they're bad at recruiting. It's because there just isn't enough room on the roster after a really big class like that one. Um, I just stubbed my toe because I moved my foot. Uh, So, turns out there was no reason to be concerned, though, because the Buffs just picked up, I believe, their 12th and 13th commitment of uh, the uh, 2021 recruiting cycle. This is going by so quickly. There have been so many people committed, and not signed, that comes later, uh, over the course of this last month, two months, month and a half, whenever this run started. Um, It's been a lot of fun to watch, and the big news here is that the Buffs got a quarterback. That's something that we had been wondering about for a while. Um, Who would the Buffs' quarterback be? Are they struggling to land one? What's going on there? And I, I think I like what they came away with. Drew Carter, a, uh, a quarterback out of Oregon, committed yesterday, the, what's today? Tuesday, so Monday, to Colorado. And uh, there's a lot to like, uh, especially that he's a dual-sport athlete. You know, for me, I really like... Quarter, I think it's mostly because of Drew Locke, now that I think of it. Drew Locke was just like a sniper in high school as a three-point shooter. Like, he was just incredible. And I feel like he has the swag about him that he carries because of that basketball background. You know, it was only like a couple weeks ago that uh, he like tweeted something, like the Nuggets tagged him or whatever, and he like quote tweeted and was like, yeah, I wear number three for a reason. And it's because he shot so many three-pointers. It was pretty clever. But he has like this baller attitude that i think plays really well at the modern quarterback position and that's what drew carter is you know he's a basketball player and you know maybe a little bit too much of a basketball player um i think that this is something we're going to talk a lot about but tad boyle offered him a chance to play basketball and Drew is saying that he wants to play basketball. Uh, you know, he's a dual threat quarterback. He's an athletic guy. Um, it, I think that, you know, overall you're seeing a lot less players um, be dual sport athletes. Jason Harris, who they signed last year, the defensive end, outside linebacker, I mean, listed outside linebacker, in this defense, he's an outside linebacker. Um, he could have played power forward. But when he got to Colorado, he focused on football, and that's what you're seeing more and more of because it's really hard to get really good at one sport. Um, Everybody is specialized. What you really don't see is a quarterback also (laughs) playing basketball. Um, Who knows what's going on there? Um, Tad Boyle gave him a chance to play. Um, So who knows if he will or what that even looks like I mean okay here's where I stand because I feel like I I should just come out and say like I don't love it I don't love the idea that your quarterback isn't always thinking about football like the idea that your quarterback is going to practice and is going to a practice where he isn't thinking about football or like he is putting himself through the mental grind of watching film and going to meetings But it's film and meetings for an entirely different sport. Like, I I, I do think that there are a lot of things in basketball that really do apply to football. And now more than ever, you know, you see a lot of guys, um, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, these more mobile quarterbacks, um, they, they almost play the position more like a point guard than like a quarterback, you know, where they're moving around, they're finding the angles, they're manipulating defenses, they're, you know, in my Madden League, I try to do something similar with Cam Newton uh, where you know if you're playing cover three, you send the slot receiver up one seam, you send uh, the tight end up the other seam. Uh, one of those two guys is going to be open unless one of the linebackers drops and covers one of them. Um, and if that linebacker drops, then you send the running back on a little curl right there. You roll out to the opposite side of the curl, and then there's one linebacker left, and he has to side between the quarterback and the running back. You know, it very much is this spacing, like, Make the defense pick their poison, then distribute the ball. And when you have a mobile quarterback, it's even more like that. And so I do think that watching that film and thinking that way, especially as a guy who at six foot three and 195 pounds, I mean, it's not like he's going to be playing in the post. That man's a guard. And so he's going to be thinking like that. And I think that some of those thought processes can help him when it comes to football. But also, if he's sitting there spending time watching film, and you know, everybody has a limited amount of time in his day. And who knows, maybe he, he would spend four hours watching football film, and he'll spend four hours watching basketball film. And he's literally spending all day from the moment he wakes up until the moment he goes to bed only thinking about sports. And if he wasn't playing football, that ba- or he wasn't playing basketball, all that basketball time would have been spent on you know, whatever fun things he would have had a chance to do instead. Maybe he's just replacing those fun things with basketball, even in that case. I would still rather just see him replace those things with basketball I, or with football. I don't know. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but I will say that it is – if it works out, then it's going to be really cool. Like, then it's going to be incredible. It's one of those things where it's like the whole Philip Lindsay story with Colorado. It's like what if Col- – or, or, or with the Broncos. What if the Broncos had just said, like, okay, we're bringing in Philip Lindsay and uh, – we're also cutting all of our running running backs. We're going to go with this undrafted free agent. No matter what, I think everybody'd be like, Hmm, not sure about that, but if it works out really cool, eh, that wasn't a great example, but that's kind of how I feel where it's like very high upside, but also a chance to not work out. Um, and who knows, maybe it's more of like a backup plan. He spends his freshman year playing football and basketball. Brendan Lewis goes off. Brendan Lewis is clearly the guy for the next four years. And instead of transferring to play football somewhere else, Drew Carter just decides to play point guard. See, this is the type of speculation that, I mean, it's almost worthless, but uh, it's what we do on this podcast, and that's why we don't always spend too much time on things like Colorado State because this speculation just doesn't work there. But, um, yeah, so Drew Carter, you bring in this quarterback. I should say, you know, uh, 24-7 sports has him as the 44th dual threat in their composite rankings um, he's, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, he had offers from Boise state. That's probably the, uh, biggest other offer. Um, UCLA also, uh, Oh, UCLA did not offer. Also shout out again, 24, seven sports to, for putting this stuff together. Um, so yeah, only power five offers Boise state, Fresno state. Um, Nevada is, is new Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico is Utah state is. Yep. um, So, yeah, that's Drew Carter. Exciting. We'll see what he does. Um, And if he turns out to be, like, a star guard and a star quarterback, then that would be really cool. But also, I'm kind of scared of how he's going to split his time. Uh, Moving on to the second commitment. Did I say he signed? Uh, I may have said he signed somewhere in there. Just need to clarify if I did say that. He committed. Um, Yeah, uh, the other... Uh, Player signed is committed. My goodness, I say it again. Josh Bryan, um, a kicker from Sierra Canyon High School in Chatsworth, California, and uh, he's a good one. According to Chris Saylor, who's like a a kicking guru, he puts together like kicking camps for kickers. Uh, By his rankings, Josh Bryan is the number one kicker in the 2021 class. Uh, He also committed yesterday. Not going to lie. Uh, oh, actually, no, I do have more to say. You know, I was going to say it's really hard to talk about kickers because it's like, you know, they're, they're kickers. There aren't a lot of like things. That, it's not like saying, oh, this is a quarterback who's also playing basketball. I could talk about that for hours. Kickers, though, there is one interesting note about Josh Bryan. He played linebacker in high school and he supposedly played linebacker well. And that is one of the uh, things to watch here. Um, You know, six foot, 190 pounds. um, He might be laying some guys out. You know, if he's on that kick team, uh, I would love to see the kicker fly down the field. Wouldn't that be like a fun thing to have? You know, right now, the buffs with uh, James Stefano have, I believe, still the oldest player in college football. It's one of those things that you would think if you're ever that, then based on the way ages work. Every year after that, you would still be the oldest, but who knows? Maybe there was, like, some other guy who did something crazy since last year when I know that was the case. You know, it, it was cool to have Colorado, or it still is cool. He still does have one more season. Uh, it's cool to see, like, the kicker being, like, this, the, the old guy on the team. Like, it's a fun little thing. Maybe now the next kicker is a uh, big hitter, which would also be fun. Um, Yeah, so you get those two, and there's also one... Other bit of news here, and that is the buffs uh got the commitment from uh Michael bird Jr., a wide receiver who um has been at Arkansas, has been at TCU, and he has two years of eligibility left. Uh likely will have to sit out this season. That would be my guess. Um I believe, yeah, he's non-scholarship, uh, so uh, something to watch here. And I think what's really interesting is that he's five foot seven, 160 pounds, um, and he's he's a speedy guy. Um, that's honestly what you'd expect from somebody who is that size. But uh, if if we want to like throw some speculation onto here, uh, I think it's kind of interesting because the Buffs already have K.D. Nixon. And KD is listed as five foot eight and one hundred and eighty-five pounds, so a little bit bigger. But also, I think that they probably gave him an inch there, um, and that could also be the case for Michael Bird. Who knows? Um, but because of the way the timelines line up, KD will probably be gone by the time Bird is eligible to play, and. I almost wonder if this is a situation where the buffs want the guy like Katie, Uh, a wants a guy like Katie. You want like the little speedy, little shifty, uh, a, a guy who can, you know, maybe line up in the slot and play some slot receiver and also take an end around or jet sweep is what we run now in 2020. But, um, I, I think that there may be something to that, or it could just be that they both happen to be short and are going to play for the buffs. Um, It would be a good sign for KD's role this season, though, if that were to be the case. Um, That's going to do it for uh, all of the roster changes. But um, I do want to talk real quickly about our friends at World Golf Tour before we move along to the DraftKings Pick of the Week. Um, World Golf Tour is the most downloaded golf game in the world, With over 20 million players. You can play it on your phone, your iPad. You can play it online. um, Like on your computer, I guess. Everything is online now. Um, And and it's a lot of fun. You know, we were at the DNVR bar for the watch party for the... Avs game, I believe. Yeah, it's the Avs game. The first one of those of the season. And me and RK and Eric Wiedem, or D-Line Coase, you may know him from Twitter, who designs all of our shirts and all of our branding and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we, uh, we played our round in the DMVR tournament um, all together. And we, uh, you know, put some beers on it. And I believe Ryan was one over. And I believe Eric was two over. And I was nine over, which means I averaged a bogey on every hole because it was just like a nine hole thing this week. And the problem was that I had like a quadruple bogey on one hole and then a double bogey on another and then a couple other bogeys. And uh, it, it really just didn't go well for me. And so... I wound up buying the beers, uh, the Breckenridge beers. I might add, uh, it was still a lot of fun though. It's a great game, and there are tournaments every week. We now have over four or over five hundred people playing um, in these tournaments with us. It's a whole lot of fun. You can download if you go to dnvrgolf.com and uh yeah join us go to the dmvr clubhouse and you can play all of the games with us uh we played I can't, oh i can't even remember what course that was but you know beth page black's on there uh the old course at st andrews is on there um a, a whole bunch of really cool places that i probably won't get to play in real life so i'm happy i get to play them in world golf tour all right time now for the DraftKings pick of the week and i want to start this by saying i am hot and for the most reason, uh, or the biggest reason I'm hot is because all of the teams from Colorado keep winning, and I always put a bunch of money on them. But I will add that I called the uh, biggest upset in the NBA in 20 years this morning, not by saying, like, oh, Nets will cover 17 and a half points against the Bucs, but by actually taking them to win at plus 1480 odds. You know, I actually parlayed that with the Rockies uh, winning tonight. And so what? I think I can, I can turn 10 bucks into 319 bucks. If is that right? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Um, so, so it's a pretty good day for me. This Rocky game is going to start in like 40 minutes. I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm going to hedge that bet. I'm not sure how much I'm going to hedge that bet yet. I spent a lot of time thinking about it though. I will say that. Um, and so I'm feeling pretty good. Had some big wins yesterday, had some big wins the day before, actually had some or other wins today. Um, you know, the I, I got the uh, Islanders beating the Panthers. I got the Predators beating the Coyotes. Oh, and I should also say that I will be on the DNVR Bets show tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, Filling in for Ryan Konigsberg. I believe we have that scheduled for 11 a.m. It'll be like broadcast live on YouTube and Periscope. Like all that stuff always is. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Giving a bunch of golf picks. Giving a bunch of other picks. Um, Hopefully talking up my massive winnings from today. Um, Because betting is kind of fun if we're being honest. Uh, The pick of the week though. And here's where I'm going to start. Um, We're talking golf today. Uh, And you know as always... The best bet you can make is just taking the free money that DraftKings is offering you. Um, The the, the best free money um, I'm seeing this week is Tiger Woods to make the cut. Um, And, you know, as I said, it's odds boosted. So, normally, uh, that would be a uh, minus 225. Um, So... A $10 bet would give you a $14.50 payout. So basically a uh, $4.50 win, net winning. Uh, Wow, words are tough today. Um, But with the odds boost, instead of being minus 225, that is plus 100. So if Tiger makes the cut, you match your money. Um, I, I, am going to put as much money as it'll let me put on that one and hope that Tiger actually does make the cut. It, it, honestly, you know, as much as this is a great deal, there is a part of me that does think like, huh, huh. It, Is like old man tiger really there? And I think he is. I think he is. And with that value, you just can't pass it up. So that's the first pick I'm going to give out for the uh, PGA Championship, which is this weekend, the first major of the year. It's going to be a lot of fun. It starts tomorrow. Or no, not tomorrow. Today's only Tuesday. Thursday. It starts Thursday morning. Um, And I also am going to throw a couple more guys out there. And I spend a lot of time thinking about this. Um, Justin Thomas is the favorite. He's plus 900 to win the tournament. Uh, second is Brooks Kepka 1,100. Then you have a few guys at plus 1,500. So they really like his chances. I do too, but I'm really just not sure there's too much value there. Um, to, to, to finish in the top 10, I, I kind of like better, but I think I'm just going to stay away from him. I, instead, I'm going to look at guys like Colin Morikawa, Uh, who's plus 3,500 to win, but only plus 350 to finish in the top 10. I think that that would be a pretty good bet. Um, Gary Woodland at plus 500 to finish in the top 10. Uh, I like that as well. Um, And and for me, the way that I go about my golf betting is I usually, it it depends on the tournament. It depends on how much time I think I'm going to spend watching it. And this one, because it is a major, I'll probably spend some time watching it. Um, so for this one, I'll probably pick like four guys and put bets in on all four of them to finish in the top 10. Um, like whatever your typical unit is. Typically, I just bet like 10, 15 bucks. And so I'll just put like 15 bucks on each of them to do that. Um, maybe not even that much. It'll probably be even less than that. And then maybe put just like a couple dollars on each of them to, to win. Just that you have some rooting interest. And for me, I think I'm going to go Morikawa. I think I'm going to go Tiger. I'm going to double down on that uh, make the cut bet. Um, And that might be my heart pick. And so if you ignore me on one of these, I I probably shouldn't bet on if I'm going to say like, maybe ignore me on that one, but that would be the one. Um, And then also Gary Woodland. And I am going to go with Justin Thomas just because he's playing such good golf. He just won. I think that's a good bet. So yeah, Justin Thomas, uh, Tiger Woods, Colin Morikawa, and Gary Woodland, all to finish in the top 10, and I'll probably sprinkle just a couple dollars on him to win the tournament, just because those payouts are so big, you know, um, going with Gary Woodland, for example, um, at plus 5,000 odds to win the tournament, that means that you can put $2 on him to uh, win, and if he does win, then you come away with $102, so that's a pretty good deal, Um, so that's probably what I'll do, I'll probably put like because I'm up so much right now, I'm willing to risk a little bit more, which is not a good way to bet. But I'll probably do like 10 bucks on each of them to uh, to finish in the top 10, $2 on each of them to uh, win the tournament. And that's going to be the plan. Um, tomorrow, I will be back with more. And uh, there are some comments I want to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit more about this Pac-12 Unity thing. Um, there isn't much of an update there, except that uh, basically... The players want to have a meeting every night with uh the uh with Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, with the athletic directors from each school, um and and the meeting would be like I said every night until things get resolved, and it would include about a dozen players from around the Pac-12, um, and Colorado is the only pl- team that doesn't have any representation on that panel. So, uh, I'm guessing just because there wa- wasn't too much news today, there'll probably be some news about that tomorrow. Um, and, and if not, I still have some things I need to talk about, including some of your comments, which we'll get to, um, just figured we take a day off instead of making the entire week all about that. All right. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with some more. Uh, also, talking to McKinley Wright, I should say that. Uh, talking to McKinley Wright at 2 o'clock tomorrow about his decision to come back to school for a senior year. So, you can be looking forward to that as well. And uh, I'll see you then.
0: I think they like my Colorado spray. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag yeah. is pushing 180, speed and pad see you later, baby. baby. Colorado on me with soldiers like the Navy, yeah. and voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave, yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. I can tell that you afraid, uh-huh. cause you know we finna hit And you on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. God. And we you playin' with you, you can get it anytime. Yeah. We start at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last, yeah. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring, Going blows, knocking down team after the team. Think they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in and when no minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bus with my Colorado sway, My Colorado sway, My Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, My Colorado sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado sway. Have you ever seen around? Now I'm to Colorado. Buffalo is We got him. if we don't then we'll get them when we see them, then we at they up. like my Colorado sway. cause when I'm in that play I don't really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Man, I swear I think they like my Colorado Colorado swear. I think they like my Colorado Sway Cause when I'm in it play. I do really, I don't really know just how to act And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad Holly get a buff, my Colorado Sway My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway